Hey guys, I'm Heather and I'm the oldest. She's the emotional one. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, Pollyanna, one second. I'm gonna pee. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. Oh, here's I'm pragmatic. I take my favorite song and I'm willing to cut it. Get off the cross. You're not the only one who did that. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. You had one job. What did you say? What did you say? What came out of your mouth? Together, we make the Music List Podcast. And podcast family, we want to welcome you back to... The Music List Podcast. I'm Ben Dahl. With me are my sisters, Heather and Beth. Episode number eight. We are going to be taking on the most underrated hair bands. This really falls into Heather's wheelhouse. She <laughs> loves... This was her time period. This was her... Was my time. You know, she... This is her jam. One of her favorite... <laughs> it, 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 hey, hey, you know, we can... It, but this, I mean, I'm being, this is truthful, right? I mean, like, you were, oh, like, yeah. big time into a lot of the bands that we're going to talk about, probably. Yes. And definitely. so, I wonder, do you take offense to some of the things that people say about hair bands? Because I have always thought they do get a bad rap in general. I think hair bands in general get a bad rap. But there were some really there were some really good musicianship. I think the lyrics were oh, yeah. juvenile in a lot of cases. But I do think like the guitar players of that time period were pretty salty. But you're you were of that time period, and that yeah. was your era of listening to music. I mean, do you ever feel like offended for the bands that you grew up listening to? I think there are two kinds of people. I think they're they're the people who use the term hair band as an insult you know, to dismiss the musicianship and just call it a hair band instead of a hard rock band or a metal band or, you know, something like that. And the people who lived through that time period and embrace, you know, Lord knows, my dad had to ration my Aquanet in the purple can because that was, you know, I used so much of it. And so we lived through that. We wanted to have that look. We worked very hard to create that look. And so it's a term of endearment for people that embraced that. So I think there are two two camps, and um, it just depends on how you think about the music, what you call it. And so for me, like I grew up somewhat listening to you hiding it from our parents (laughs) um, with the door shut. So I kind of had I kind of had a little bit of of background into, and then when we got into college and country music just went nuts. I mean, it just got awful. Mm-hmm. I started going back and listening to stuff that I was really too young to get into. So I started buying all the greatest hits albums. Now Motley Crue's got a greatest hits album right. out, and Skid Row has a greatest hits album out, and I'm buying up all these hair bands. And so I kind of got into it ten years after the mm-hmm. after the big era was over really so beth what about you i mean what how did you you know growing up with heather and i know that you know you've kind of got to share some of her discography that she's got i guess you know her discs and well not really because (laughs) by the time that i was you know 
old enough to be stealing CDs out of y'all's rooms, she was already gone. <laughs> so really, that was just unique to you. You're welcome. Um, so, but I did spend a lot of time at Heather's house. I would go up for a long time in the summers, and I've been in the car a lot with Heather. And so we've been on on the road for many hours yep. together. And so um, she was always in control of the radio as well. <laughs> And that was fine. Um, so she'd play just, you know, whatever she wanted to. So I had some exposure in that way. Um, and then I used to watch, I mean, VH1 was huge when I was younger. And so they would have all these, you know, best of, you know, mm-hmm. and they would have different categories of music and stuff. And so they'd have metal bands or whatever, one hit wonders. And then the monster ballads. Uh, oh, the, every the bad monster boy ballads. has a soft side. Yes. Oh, yeah. The monster ballads. um, uh, infomercial would come Mm -hmm. on you know every night basically so i knew little pieces of all of these (laughs) songs and when i got old enough i'd be like oh yeah that song and i would learn the whole thing um but i wasn't alive did you really i think i did it was a lot of good songs on there um but i think that it's this one's going to be difficult for me because i wasn't alive when a lot of these people were <laughs> releasing music. Shots fired. Um, not, yeah, not in a disrespectful <laughs> way, just to, for me to say, like, when we talk about, which I'm sure we'll get into this in a little bit, what means to be underrated, but, like, for me, it's going to be hard for me to say were these bands underrated at the time because I wasn't there. Um, so I can just speak from, you know, basically the 90s, like, mid to late 90s mm-hmm. on. Um, well, that was something there uh, i can speak from the mid to late 90s on like what i experienced people talking about you know like the kids who in high school were like oh yeah i'm a rock and roll person i'm so cool i got my, <laughs> I got my chains on and all of that like Your what they listen to yeah yeah so the stuff that they listen to um and so i would say that those bands would not be underrated the what you hear people mainstream you have like the major players in this genre i guess or mini subgenre um i know you, you don't say guns and roses is but if you consult google they're like the first thing that pops up um i would put them in that poison actually motley crew you know because i have a wide i have yeah. a wide range of what constitutes a hair band yeah i i would say i probably do too but that's because i didn't yeah. i think heather probably has a more stringent definition because she lived through it I lived it it. yeah Um, yeah so that's kind of where I'm coming from speaking of kids at school yes can we make a rule can we can we do something about if if a kid wears a band (laughs) t-shirt to a to school can we ask them can you name one song I do it every day that the band does (laughs) I do it every day in your Nirvana shirt or your Aerosmith t-shirt the Nirvana the Nirvana shirts are out of control actually if you can't well and if you can't name a Nirvana song they're out of control and well here's here's the problem educate yourself there'll be kids wearing a Nirvana shirt and of course it'll just say Nirvana in scribbled handwriting and it'll have a smiley face a drawn smiley face (laughs) it's not even officially licensed and I'll say oh What's your favorite Nirvana song? And they look at me, what are you talking about? Your shirt, your Nirvana shirt. And they're like, what are you talking about a Nirvana song? They don't even know it's a band. Oh, God. Never mind they have a favorite a song. Uh, maybe they they're, they maybe they're Buddhist. They don't know that it's band. a band. No. <laughs> and so, maybe, maybe. But, you know, or the the Prince t-shirts are the best. Oh, right. They, they're all the Purple yeah. Rain shirts. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. It is the cover of Purple Rain. And in big purple the letters, title track. it says Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. And I'll say... 
what's your favorite Prince song? And they'll say, I don't have one. Oh I just like the shirt. And I'll say, read the shirt. Read the shirt. Purple Rain, there's your answer. Yeah, just you're don't gonna, embarrass yourself. Say Purple Rain. You're going to come <laughs> up with one kid, though. They're going to be like, darling Nikki. And then, yeah. as you were, move yeah. on. Proceed. But, <laughs> and that happens from time to time. And then you call Child Protective Services immediately. Yeah. I, you know, somebody, call the hotline. <laughs> somebody, somebody was wearing a Tupac shirt. And uh, most of the yeah. kids don't know any Tupac songs either. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, what's your favorite Tupac song? And they said, dear mom. And I gave him a fist bump. Thank okay. you. All right. You, you have passed the test <laughs> so well we probably ought to get to the actual draft here and uh the again we're doing underrated hair bands and so the draft order is beth first then heather then me and then round two will go me heather beth and then round three will go beth heather me so without further ado beth you got i can't your wait. first the first <laughs> overall pick yeah in the underrated hairband draft goes to i picked extreme um because i feel like people only know them for more than words which is like for one i don't really even i I like the song but i hate the message of the song so much oh god they need to change the title to if you love me put out yeah basically just quit talking about yeah i don't i don't like terrible song i don't like the sentiment of the song but i really i like to listen to it um so, but they yeah, say it so sweetly. They, they really do. do. But so, <laughs> but there's so much more than that. You know, they're they more than more than more than words is what they are. Uh, and so, I would like to be clear that the song that I chose for us to listen to, he is saying funk f u n k. I know what song you're playing. Yeah. Uh, so, let's be clear on that. <laughs> Episode two of Miss Hard Woods. <laughs> it does not sound like punk. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's nasty right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean obviously Ben Gord is a, a renowned guitarist and you know but yes. nobody ever really talks about them outside of their major song, so I feel like that doesn't reflect the talent that they have in the band. Um, and so they have interesting music. It sounds different than a lot of other... Now you might take offense to this, Heather. I feel like a lot of the glam metal starts to sound similar at on, on some level. Um, mm-hmm. Especially the, the one-hit wonders. They all kind of sound the same. You're like, oh, is that this band or is that that band? I don't know. I can't yeah. really tell because they're not that unique from each other right um, but that's what the music industry does they find something yeah. that works and then they and then you just sell redo it, it until everyone gets tired of it and then they find yeah. the next big thing right but extreme they have kind of a wide range of like styles and influences and i mean obviously the song is called get the funk out but like so there's a funk sound to it but you know that's not necessarily the only song that that appears in really um they have really good vocals bass guitar so each element on its own is really strong and so then you bring them together and it's mm-hmm. fire it's not like you have just one element that's really good like oh we have a really good guitarist so we're going to lean on that or we have a really good vocalist so we're going to lean on that and everything mm-hmm. else is just meh like i think all of the the elements all of the pieces together are really strong on their own so i feel like they're underrated um in the fact that they're, i don't think they're just talked about enough because i feel like they're more talented than what they get even not necessarily get credit for i don't feel like they they're not necessarily rated 
at all for yeah. people my right. age. They're they're not underrated. They're not rated. If you dig into their stuff, it's much harder yeah. than more than words. And I have to say, one of my very favorite songs that they actually re- released a little bit later is called Wholehearted. Yeah. H-O-L-E. Mm-hmm. Hearted. And um, Gary Sharon is a, is a Christian. And he actually wrote that song as from the perspective of a person's relationship with God and having a heart and a hole in your heart that only, you know, God can fill. And, and it was really interesting because you can take it the direction of there's a hole, you know, mm-hmm. left by a person. Or, and so they really, they are a lot deeper than nothing but a good time. Yeah. You know, and Nuno Betancourt is amazing. Uh, amazing. Yeah, absolutely and, amazing. And see, this is why I'm really interested in Best Perspective because you obviously were, that was your prime listening era Pretty you know really yeah. you know and and for me i was i was exposed to that because i was exposed to mtv mm-hmm. you know and i didn't get to control the tv when i was little because heather was could beat me up when i was little and so we watched a lot of mtv <laughs> and so i was i was exposed to a lot of spandex and a lot of hair growing up you know right you know and but and yet you still don't appreciate david lee roth but, like you should <laughs> i may talk a little bit about david lee roth oh boy <laughs> That's I did not pick Van Halen. Okay, uh, but yeah. Point is, is that I was exposed to it in the time I was young, but I was exposed mm-hmm. to a lot of these bands in the time period. But you have a different perspective in that the era's gone by before you start really listening to music. Yep. And so now, you know, we're kind of looking at it from the perspective. Okay, we saw how they were treated at the time. Uh-huh. Now you get to see who gets remembered. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. You know who is who? Who in from your generation on are still? He, what bands are you still hearing about? Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a bit of credit that goes along there. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many people your your age know about Extreme? Few, I not would many. Say. Yeah, right. So, but like I know who Extreme was, and everybody, you know, Heather's age knows who Extreme is. So that's that's that to me is another thing that goes into underrated, overrated is. Who gets remembered mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and who deserves to get remembered? So, yeah, I think that's a that's a solid pick. I so, think. are they are they underrated or are they are they properly rated because they did kind of come through the? I mean, I feel like they're good enough that I feel like they're worth remembering. They're worth still mm-hmm. being in a conversation um, because of the musicianship, especially. And like the stuff, if you're looking at, you know, like Poison or something like that versus an extreme song, the the musicality is not on the same level. No, it's to, really not. To be right. fair. I mean, they're clearly a better band than, say, Poison. Yes. But and so, but, but Poison today, is huge still. Poison is still selling out arenas. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. So I would, I from mm. somebody in my era of listening, I guess, I would say from that perspective, I think extreme is most definitely underrated in my opinion in that aspect but i don't know how y'all feel but i guess we'll get to that later cool beans cool beans heather first pick okay my first pick is steelheart and i don't know if you're familiar with steelheart but they only had one top 40 hit uh never let you go i do believe that it was on monster ballads i think it was (laughs) 
Um, they got a boost after the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg because Milenko Matievich is their singer and he He's did dynamite. he yeah. did the singing singing for Mark Wahlberg in that movie. And the band what Steel Dragon? <laughs> Steel Dragon. Yeah. Um um he did all of all of those songs and even on Wikipedia when they say what what bands he's a member of, they list Still Dragon <laughs> as one of his bands. But I've never seen that movie. It's a good movie. It's great. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's great. Um highly recommend. Okay. The songs I feel and this could be because of my affinity for for the genre, I think the songs hold up. I think it's mostly because of his vocals. Um, and I think that they are underappreciated because they were not controversial enough. Oh, They yeah. weren't really, they weren't known for their bad behavior. They weren't known for their MTV antics like, and, and yeah, their overly sexualized t- yeah. lyrics and stuff. And yeah. um, they, I felt like they were underpromoted. They just... I don't think they got in enough trouble. Mm. But to me, they were like a quintessential hair band because they did have, you know, the look and the guitars and the big shows and the soaring vocals and um, that guitar tone and the style with the with the just really intricate um, guitar solos and um they were a little monochrome though you know i mean there's a lot of silver a lot of grays (laughs) well okay (laughs) they needed they needed a little bit of chartreuse they well yeah so this is a song called she's gone yeah that guy's incredible yeah he's amazing that's that's insane insane and for that reason alone i think that they're underappreciated but on their album steelheart they had um everybody loves eileen which was you know kind of a a rocker song they had she's gone they had a song called sheila that was real bluesy and kind of kind of had a you felt a little dirty listening to that, you know, or love ain't easy. And it was just, um, just a in your face hair band, you know, kick drums. And, and so they had the range, they had the diversity, they had the ability. And honestly, I think that his voice is arguably the best voice of that era. Oh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Ooh. Who's better? David Coverdale? No. Oh, I would say. Really? No, 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 I, 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 I love David Coverdale, but as far as pure vocal skill. Oh, yeah, skill. I think, yeah. Well, I, mean, I, like, I think okay. he beats them. The quest, Maybe. Yeah, because, because you're getting into. If we start talking about the best vocalist, that's another podcast. Uh, that's, that is that's another podcast. podcast. Yeah. But like, who would I rather listen to? I, the guy's dynamite. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also really like to listen to Axel when Axel's going nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love to listen to Sebastian Bach when mm-hmm. Sebastian's going bonkers. Yeah. Um, I think Sebastian Bach. But, but it's Bach, different. But it's different. It They're is different. different it is styles. Different. You know, this is almost Ian Gillen 
type yeah. vocals, right. the, the uppers. As far as ability, I think Sebastian Bach may be the only one that could touch him at the time. As far as just being able to yeah. hit this note, this amount of flexibility, do this run. I think as far as skill. But see where, but, where I think where I think we got what we got here is we got somebody that we could transport back into the nineteen the early nineteen seventies, late nineteen sixties and play some of that stuff that was going on back then. I don't know that Axel would translate. I'm not sure Sebastian. Axel wouldn't Bach. show up. Well <laughs> I'm not sure I'm not sure Sebastian would translate the way that he would. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Right. But that's a stylistic thing. Yeah. And and I'm a you know, I'm I'm a singer, so I gravitate toward singing ability that folk that um, weighs heavily on my decisions of who I think is yeah. over and underrated. So. True. We're gonna go with my pick now. What yeah. Time? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna start by giving you all the reasons that he should be kicked off. That this man should be uh, not listed. Now I'm gonna I know I'm, the the pick is winger. Oh. And so first of all. Winger gets a really bad rap, but it's because they deserve it in a lot of respects. Um, I think they 100% deserve all the crap that is dished their way because their first two albums were formulaic garbage. Um, it's just dribble. The this first, is a unique the, strategy. It, 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 is. it is. Um <laughs> No, they had some massive. They had some. They had some massive hits. Seventeen is awful. It yeah, is, you talk about it problematic. Is a, that's bad. It, is, yeah. it, it, it is. I mean, it's. A, but the lyrics are juvenile. The music is juvenile, and it's about a juvenile. I mean, it is in every possible way, both metaphorically yeah. and literally, juvenile. Daddy um, says she's too young. Like, you know, Lord, now, old enough for me. That's so bad. Now, <laughs> Headed for a Heartbreak is a good power ballad. I'll give them that. It is a great power um, But really, at that point in time, they deserve to get darts thrown at them in Metallica videos. They deserved, <laughs> they deserved the whole Stuart stuff and Beavis and Budhead. They deserved all of that, okay? The reason I have them underrated is I think their third album is really, really good, and it showed what they should have been. Um, you listen to Kip, and Kip Winger's still salty about a lot of this, because they did <laughs> they did not get to play the music that they wanted to play. You know, basically, the way that the music, we talked about it, the way the music industry worked is, here's the formula, mm -hmm. stick to the formula. If you want to sign with the label, if you want to get recorded, stick to the formula. And so Wink, Kip is actually really good. He's yeah, very, he's great. very talented. And, and, I mean, they're legitimately good. I mean, there's no question about it. I love it. Kip Winger's voice. I, I liked voice, Winger. Yeah. I, I didn't. You know, it's a, it's a legit, I mean, but their third album, uh, Pool, is, to me, a legitimately really strong great album and it's where they finally kind of got to do what they wanted to do it's got a much heavier sound than their first two the song we're going to do is uh junkyard dog mm -hmm. from that album and this does not sound like the winger of the first two albums <laughs> Did he change guitarists? 
in between here. No, this is still beach. And beach is good. That's the other that's thing. A, that's a very different guitar tone. Yeah. And, and Red Beach is, he's a highly, not only recognized, but he was highly sought after. He was in Dawkins. Oh, he's playing for Dawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. was in Dawkins. He was right. in Winger. Um, he may have played for Alice Cooper and Alice Cooper's band before that. So he was highly sought after as a guitar player. He's he's money. Yeah. And Winger here is finally getting to do vocals the way that Kip Winger can do vocals. He's a great singer. And then you throw in the ballet. The, ba- the ballet, yes. <laughs> you throw in, but and the team. This is he has what a great team. This is what Winger should have been all along. <laughs> and if Winger was this all along, the problem is this was. They, they were kind of coming in before Guns N' Roses and Skid Row, and they were kind of having to do the whole, we're going to be, they're trying to be that formula stuff. But if they could if they had been able to be this from the jump, I think everybody would have a completely different opinion of Winger. Unfortunately, yeah. not long after this, we have Nirvana, we have Nine Inch Nails, we have a complete change, and so... This kind of gets lost in the wash. Plus, you had the whole Metallica dartboard stuff. You had the Beavis and Butthead, and it was too late. It was too late. But if this was album number one, we have a completely different outlook mm-hmm. on what Winger is as as a band. I and mean, so, but I, I think they get a lot of their. This album showed how good they can be if they were allowed to be as good as they can be. The problem is the first two albums, they, they wouldn't let them. Well, if that were album number one, honestly, based on the music, I don't know if the, I would have classified them as a hair band or glam metal, really, because it That sounds it a doesn't lot more sound, like Guns N' Roses and Skid Row, their third album did. I mean, it just, it sounds harder than what you would yeah. normally call a hair metal band or a glam metal band. Yeah. Right. I, I like it. I mean, I don't... I liked Winger, um, but I also liked Madeleine and all. The, you know, I liked early <laughs> Winger, so I don't know if I'm even really qualified to speak on that. But I liked it. But you know how people are about. You know, I, I think. I think if it had not, I, th- I really think the Beavis and Butthead and Metallica thing <laughs> just completely changed the way people now. People think that Winger is nothing but soft. You know. Yeah. You know, glam trash, a watered down, not as fun version of poison. (laughs) I think it's kind of the way people look at them. But really, I think this this album showed that musically they're really good. I mean, Kip is like classically trained. He grew up listening to like help me say this Debussy is that the Debussy that's the one yeah, yeah. Uh, and Wagner and all those guys right. I mean so he was he was his parents I think were classically trained musicians or something I don't, I don't know, know but you know so he grew up in like doing real music and so he was <laughs> real music <laughs> well and I say that because I, I, to me if you're getting told what to do yeah. it's not real music I think if, if if you're taking the art out of it, which is exactly what happened to a lot of these bands, the label took the artistry out by saying this is the formula, stick to it. To me, you take if you take the artistry out, I mean yes, it's technically music, but I think the 
the beautiful part about music is the artistry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, they they ripped that away from he may Winger have just in the been first two a albums. Victim of of timing, maybe yeah. when he came along, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I mean, because everything when they finally got to do what they wanted to do, everything at that point was rolling against them. Mm-hmm. You know, the grunge stuff was now in full swing. The they had already been blasted, and there was no coming back. I mean, when you're when your shirt is on Stewart on Beavis and Butthead <laughs> at that time period, because Beavis and Butthead was just monstrous yeah, for especially for people that would be buying the album yeah. you know i mean it, the the target audience are the people that would be buying winger albums <laughs> and so now everybody that watches there's no way you're going to go out and admit that you bought a winger album after stewart pops up on season two or whatever of beavis and butthead you know yeah. So, anyway, that's why I do think Winger is much, much better than Albums 1 and 2. I think they kind of got to show what they were really capable was, of in Album 3, but it was too late. I was bracing myself for a much more controversial <laughs> choice than that. Was, well, there are still a handful. We got to get another one. Yeah, yeah But, but Winger is, is still very famous, which is why I thought that they might also take a little uh, bit of a... Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're... They're well known, mm-hmm. more more so than the first two picks. I think Winger would be yeah oh, more for recognizable. Sure. For sure. So you number two is not so much. Um, I picked Hanoi Rocks. <laughs> okay, and that's it. <laughs> Are you surprised by this pick? Yes, I am a little bit. This is Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Not, not the, the Green Day. Not yet. the Green Day. <laughs> They're really glam punk. What excites you about Hanoi Rock? Well, tell me. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> it's the vocals in it. It's really not, but <laughs> here's here's where I learned about Hanoi because I don't I didn't know anything about them until I read the book Nothing But a Good Time, and almost everybody. In that book, and we're talking the Motley Crews, the Poisons, the Def Leppards, everybody that they talk to in that book, when they start talking about their influences, they mentioned Hanoi Rocks. Everybody. It was incredible. Except for the people that got lumped in with the hair bands and didn't want to be. <laughs> Dokken never wanted to be a hair band. So they didn't listen to them so much. But you like Motley Crew, they were they idolized. Hanoi Rocks, which is Vince Neil is interestingly enough killed <laughs> mm. the drummer uh, in a drunk driving yeah. accident. But um, they were a Finnish rock band, um, and I would say more than anybody, they are responsible for the look of glam metal. What the look? Because oh because Motley Crue modeled their <laughs> look after Hanoi Rocks. There were two people that really stylized what we know as hair bands. Van Halen's musical, what what they all tried to they tried to emulate what Eddie Van Halen was doing with the guitar and the look of Hanoi Rocks. And I know this because it came straight from their mouths. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, but poison. Oh poison. 
you look look at Hanoi Rocks in 1981. You're going to say that Hanoi Rocks is more responsible for the look of the hairband set than, say, Kiss the New York Dolls. I'm telling you what they said. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm okay. Like, no, no, I'm. I, I'm not telling you that. Vince Neil's telling you uh, that. Well, if Nikki, oh, well, if Nikki Six tells me, then one of the Nikki Six is a huge Hanoi Rocks <laughs> fan. <laughs> Funny you should mention. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah. So, I mean, it, you look at at their look in 1979. Mm-hmm. This is before the big Sunset Strip goes bonkers. Okay. They're already wearing lace. They got the hair. They got the makeup. They're looking like Poison six years before Poison does. So, you know, I mean, they were incorporating the pinks and the leather and the yellows, all of that stuff. And so, you know, I mean, even Guns N' Roses talks about Hanoi Rocks and Sebastian Bach talks about them. Yeah. And... So their influence on hair metal, particularly the fashion sense. I'm not saying the musical because, I mean, you you could hear that in Boulevard of Broken Dreams. They're really glam pop. They're not, or or not glam pop, glam. uh, Punk. Punk. It's very Ramones. They're punk. I mean, yeah, very Ramones. You can almost hear his phrasing. It's very similar to Mick Jagger. I mean, you could tell he really liked those British bands. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're definitely hair metal mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, or hair band ish, you know, I mean, depending on what our definition of a hair band is, but, um, man, I mean, to me, if we don't have Hanoi rocks, then I don't know what glam metal really looks like. I don't know what form it would take without them because their fashion sense from what I understand, based on the words of the hair bands themselves, <laughs> uh-huh. is that this is the band that they were really into. And in fact, a lot of these bands got together by saying, who are you listening to? And they would say Hanoi Rocks. And they were like, oh, we got to jam together. There were multiple bands that said that. So I would say that, you know, from an influential perspective, in hot. <laughs> from an influential perspective, I'd say that they're they're one of the most influential bands in this in this genre. On the Michael Monroe's not a great singer, but he is a really good frontman. And Andy McCoy is is a really good songwriter, and he's the he's also the guitar player. But Razzle was good until Vince Neil killed him. Oh, well, and then yeah. Vince Neil killed him, yeah. so he wasn't good anymore. Somebody at that man. Listen, I've got. He'll lots, tell you, Vince Neil. Vince Neil says he still he he believes he should still be in jail. Wow. He'll tell you that. Well, he said, he, "But I was rich and I had a good lawyer." Hmm. But well, he he thinks he should still be in jail. At least he's honest. He's had a rough life. He really has. But <laughs> so, he has. But, <laughs> but, I'm sorry. It's not- <laughs> but if you look, if you look at what they were doing on stage in 1979, it's. What was going on in the Sunset Strip at 1982? I'm sorry, I just lost it because I got a mental image of that side by side of Vince Neil and the abominable snowman from the end. He said, Stop sending me this. And I just thought about it and it, it broke me. So, 
I'm this glad man Vince, has, I'm, I'm sorry, endured unspeakable tragedy. People, he's had a rough life. It, it does appear. <laughs> it does appear that Vince Neil has a sense of humor. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, he does. Oh man, yeah. All right. So, okay. I mean, I'm I'm fully prepared for <coughs> for that to get cut. For I, I am okay. Oh, but I want I want people to recognize you put their it in there. influence. You sure did. <laughs> All right. Heather, is it my turn? It is. I'm I'm going to I'm going to blast your pick now. I don't oh care my who gosh. it is. <laughs> Do you don't you're, even know what it is. You're coming after me. So okay. I'm coming after you. Oh, is that how we're doing it? Okay. Well. All right, my pick is uh Sabotage. Awful. Who's that? <laughs> it's Tubular Bells. <laughs> Their early influences uh were Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden. They were very much of you know aggressive speed metal type stuff and then um it toward the late 80s and early 90s they got more prog rock sounding and um these fantastic you know concept albums and everything um so you think you think they're not not so successful maybe you may know them in their new incarnation as a little band you may have heard of called Trans-Siberian Orchestra. No kidding. Yeah. So these guys became, and you can hear it. Yeah, you can. That's cool. This is Edge of Thorns. Um, and so they got with um, other writers and formed anew and um, took on um, writing these huge works and it, have you have you seen TSO I have. have you seen TSO I have not oh man do it if you get a chance and they're coming Christmas to, to probably. our area yes <laughs> yes as much as you love Christmas that's true I can't believe you haven't you seen would, them you would really enjoy it well Let, and I think the well I don't know about the girls will like, but there's oh I think the, the girls would the be, light show oh, and stuff is amazing it is a spectacle it is it is a you know, I mean, you've got violin players like flying. They make it snow inside, and I mean, it is not really. Snow, it's cool, but it's yeah. super cool. And and every bit of the music is so well done. It's amazing. So, <laughs> the long and short of this pick, yeah, is that <laughs> you just picked the Trans Siberian Orchestra for. Your number two pick on the best hair bands. Well, they that, underrated hair bands. The people in Sabotage be reformed with and became trans. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and I don't think the the band Sabotage gets enough credit for how um, talented they were and how they had these what was these their hair big like? ideas. Huh? They have good hair. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Is that we photos on on a scale of yeah, one to five really. aquanets? How would you rate their hair? Oh, three point five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were more about the music than than the look. I would say, but were they into synthesizers back then? Were they really yes. heavy use of synthesizers? Uh, as the as it progressed, it got more. Um, it it got away from that aggressive speed metal guitar driven thing because i honestly don't know a lot about this band yeah. well if you would have listened to my whoop. playlist that i made for all of us he would 
That's true. So anyway, that's my second pick, hmm. Sabotage. I do appreciate you going to the work to put that together. Well, mostly you? I did it for me, and I just shared it in case anybody else wanted to use it, but obviously you did not. Um, are you ready for me? I'm ready. Okay, so my second pick is obviously not going to go over well based on our uh, conversation <laughs> earlier today. I can't wait. Uh, it's Skid Row. So, Heather doesn't think they're a hair band, right? Is well, that what you said? I don't think they're underrated. Because you... I, I think maybe they weren't underrated at the time, possibly. But I don't think people still... I I don't know any people my age who listen to them. Mm. Or would have listened to them. Oh, well, they're missing out. So, that's why um, I think, like, now, maybe they're not... They don't have the... The legacy, I guess, or the the recognition that I would think that they deserve. And honestly, I'll be very clear that mostly I'm here just to sing the praises of Sebastian Bach because mm-hmm. I love him so much. Um, now, and I really thought that his stint in Gilmore Girls <laughs> would have just, you know, really brought this band back to the forefront of music, <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> Him playing, you know, in somebody's garage with Lane just yeah. really didn't do it for him. Well, but he was really good as Gil. I think everybody my age, when they saw that, just yeah. their heart probably dropped a little probably. bit. And, and yeah. Yeah. And what was that show that he was on? Supergroup? No, oh. Or no, no, the one that they put all those people in a house. Wasn't yeah. he in that? Super was group. that what that was? He was in a band with like Ted Nugent. And Good Lord, Ted Nugent. Oh. Wow. It was it was amazing. <laughs> and of course, he was still drinking too much at the yeah. time. And here's what I love about Sebastian Bach. He cracks himself up. He does. He, he seems he, like he has a really good sense of humor. He enjoys himself a lot. He thinks <laughs> well, he is I also enjoy super him. funny. Yeah. But I mean, also at that time, they didn't win a ton of awards. So it's not like they were... You know, I think now that's not necessarily the only sign of success or, you know, whether or not you're rated correctly as winning awards. But yeah. I think they won what, like one Grammy, maybe really, um, and were nominated for another one. They didn't have a lot of nominations of course, back then. I don't even know if they had like a metal or a hard rock Grammy until into they, the early they 90s. Won, they won like best new metal artist or something. <laughs> like, I don't remember. It was yeah. a long name, but um so I, I don't even know if at the time, according to the industry or to those people in that circle, if if they really thought highly enough of them. Hmm. But I mean, when I, you're I, up against like monsters like Motley Crue and stuff like that, then maybe the market see, like, is musically, cornered. They were. I, th- I don't think anybody would argue that Skid Row is far superior musically. Maybe not. Well, they, I mean, vocally, they were, maybe not songwriting, but even they but, were on my list, um, on my long list, yeah. Because I feel like people lump them in with glam bands, and there is mm-hmm. a general, and there is a general feeling about glam bands being shallow. And I don't know that I would con- that I would consider Skid Row shallow. No, no. I think a lot of their lyrics are, in a lot of ways not unsimilar 
to what was going on with like the NWA, for example, um, and their early lyrics <clears throat> about what was going on in, in their neighborhoods in Compton and Los mm-hmm. Angeles and stuff like that. Because, I mean, you listen to the Skid Row. I mean, it's 18 in life, and yep. it's, it's, it's about growing up on the rough streets. And um, to be fair, especially for Sebastian Bach, he lived that life until he got famous. You know, I mean, he he actually did, you know, live a lot of that, a lot of the stuff that he sang about. But I think a lot, I think that there's an unfairness given to Skid Row about putting him in there with some of these other hair bands. And there's this expectation that all hair bands are glam bands mm-hmm. and all glam bands are musically simple. Yeah. And I don't, I would not lump Skid Row into that category so I had them on my long list because I think that they get a bad rap because they get lumped in with the poisons and they get lumped in with some of these other bands that are pretty shallow. To, yeah, you know, I, I think I fair. just have a different perspective because when right. you know I, they were on MTV all the time, you know. So, yeah. right. so for me, I thought that they got a lot of recognition. Sure. Okay. Anyway, so I guess I get another pick right yeah. now. Um, I'll just make this short and sweet. Um, my third pick is Faster Pussycat, and I very honestly... <laughs> I picked a hair band out of a hat. I, just, I don't really care what happens with this pick. I like some of their songs, but I don't have really anything I don't, to, to bring to the front <laughs> of like, here's why. I wasn't there. Do you yeah. know how they got their name? No, but I bet you're going to tell me. Mm, I don't know if I should. <laughs> well, It's named after an adult film by oh. the same name. Well, not surprising based on a lot of their song titles. Yeah, and their first video was directed by the director of that adult film. Oh, how about that? (laughs) Learned that in Nothing But A Good Time, which is a great book, by the way. I know y'all love my book. I have not read that one. But you should. You would love it. I like a good... So anyway, I I feel like they're not not bad. I don't dislike them. I have... (laughs) There are a couple songs that I like, but I don't... I don't feel passionately about this, so we can just listen to it for a second and we can move on. <laughs> so you're, you're saying if this one gets cut, you're not. If gonna... this one gets cut, I'm not you're upset. Right. Yeah. Well, then I bet it gets cut. Probably. <laughs> so Heather, Heather, what's your next pick? Okay, my third pick was. Um, it, it, Although I think is, it's a good pick. This is a nice say. transition like because my third pick is L.A. Guns, and the Faster Pussycat bassist Kelly Nichols. Um, joined LA Guns and it was formed in 1983 by guitarist Tracy Guns and um, drummer Rob Gardner that's a great segue wasn't it (laughs) Um, the original singer recorded the band's debut album before being replaced by somebody you might have heard of named Axl Rose who was in a band called Hollywood Rose they broke up and Axl joined LA Guns so, <coughs> Hollywood Rose got back together, and the members merged. Tracy Guns joined, and they created, um, they changed their name to Guns and Roses. And then everything went to crap. They People get sideways with Axel as, as they as, do, as is the pattern. And uh, so, without L.A. Guns, there literally is no Guns N' Roses, mm. and so, and I, I this and this Tracy particular Guns is good. 
they're they're you know everybody their second your second hit's always your power ballad you know this is you know definitely top tier as far as power ballads go it's wonderful yeah Tracy Guns is really good yes uh-huh. really good and it, it's really a, it's really a shame that he and Axel couldn't stick it out. Now Axel got himself another really good guitar player. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, he's, he did. he's yeah. all right. He, he's okay. But you know, <laughs> like there are a lot of great bands out there with two elite guitar players, and so if there yeah. would have been a way, if there would have been a way for it all to work out with Slash. And Tracy, With the Flash. Did I say the Flash? No, Mom called him that. She was oh. like, the "Early you know the guitarist, I can't. Stand. I don't like him. Slash or the Flash, Flash. or whatever." Like, the yes, Flash. the Flash for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think if that would have been that would have been great because Tracy it, Guns is yeah. unfortunately he kind of gets forgotten out of the whole deal. But, yes, but without Tracy Guns, there's no Guns and Roses. That's right. That's right. And I think I think Izzy Stradlin was with Tracy. Yes. I think yes. he was in LA Guns. Yes. And so without without Izzy, there's no and Guns Izzy, and Roses as to we me, know it. Is the secret sauce of Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. I think in I think that particular grouping of you know they they people leaving and everything led to that just lightning in a bottle that was that lineup of Guns and Roses. I would it, it is quite possibly the best debut album in rock and roll history i would say that it's it's got to be in the conversation i would say it's the best album in the past 50 years and i would say it is it is in the conversation for being the best hard rock band uh hard rock album ever made i mean i think it's got to be in that conversation i mean i I, you know and so i will go so far as to say it, it is it I won't yet because we we may do, we, we may do a podcast, on that, but but Spoiler I mean it is uh, it it has I think to be in the conversation for both of those. Um, you're right. I mean that was lightning in a bottle, but yeah, they're but back to LA Guns. Yeah, Tracy's legit, no, yep. legit good. Yep. So your last pick. My last pick. Okay, this is one that I kind of expect to get a little blowback on for the same reason that Beth got some with you on Skid Row. I pick Warrant. I think Warrant is over. Absolutely amazing. Do you really? Oh. I dislike I love Warrant. Warrant. I I can sing Dirty Rotten Filthy Singing Rich the oh. whole album from start to finish. However, I think most people appreciate Warrant I think, and Janie Lane. I for, think people I, that were listening to MTV at that time do. Wow. But I think right now, and here's why. Here's why. Okay, I think everybody is so, uh, the same reason that Janie Lane hates cherry pie, or it did. I'm rest in oh. peace. <laughs> everybody associates Warrant with one song. Yeah, maybe two. You maybe think? heaven. Maybe heaven. Yes. I don't. Maybe I. Maybe, maybe I'm just at but a nobody because I listen. Nobody to so says. Much of it. Oh, I, nobody. When you say cherry pie today, nobody says. Ooh, I saw red is so good. But it is. Oh, oh it's God, amazing. Nobody says, ooh, Uncle Tom's Cabin is so good. But it is. Yeah. It's amazing, right? I, so, to me, they're underrated because everybody associates 
that band with Cherry Pie. Wow. Now, here's the thing about Cherry Pie's a great song. Is it, though? Well, the hook on that thing is amazing. It's massive. Every male 13 and older is all about that video. (laughs) Oh, my God. Bobby Brown. So. She was stunning. when but does we, that make there, it a good song? There, there's a lot of things that can make a song a great song, and the hook on that song, you can't not sing it. We well, you know how, uh, we, absolutely how we were talking about actively how the, avoid that song. How the '80s, you know, talked about inappropriate subject matter, but it, the songs were so much fun. That's a perfect right. example yeah. of a song that is absolutely not appropriate. For and it and it teenagers, was but, well, I mean, but, that anyway. song is it was a massive, massive, massive hit, but. The reason that I put Warren in here is underrated is because there's a lot of great songs with a lot of legitimate oh, yeah. content in them that get that people don't think about. Um, I just I don't feel like they get the credit on the depth of their musicianship because because of Cherry Pie primarily. Um, their whole identity was wrapped up in that song. And it is an iconic song. It's one of the most iconic songs Except of that I don't, entire genre. That's not the genre. first Warrant song, I think, of. Um, when I, when I, I guess because I was just in it in the middle of it and listening to Warrant before Cherry Pie came yeah. out. But I mean, so it, is, hard for me to it is extremely... It's, it's that playful raunchiness that the yeah. whole genre was known for, really. And Janie Lane. And, it will, and Janie Lane... Like if I Amazing. had if, if I had to pick one, this is another one. But like if I had to pick a front man out of that era, he's in the conversation because he writes. His vocals they're not Sebastian Bach level, but they're good. He's good, um, and he's pretty. He's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. He makes a good picture. Um, but I just think that they kind of get lumped in there with some of these other bands that were very shallow. But the like I think their best album was the Dirty Rotten Filthy Stinking yeah, Rich I album. Yeah, I do too. I I do too. But you know, um, I don't know. Doggy Dog was good. Too. I don't know. But so much. So to me, because they get wrapped up into that one, into that one song, I feel like they really, they really get a a really bad mm-hmm. rap. And Stephen Sweet is really good guitar uh, uh, on drums. Uh, Joey Allen's money on the guitar. I mean, they're they are solid, solid musicians, top to bottom. Yeah. And I feel like Cherry Pie has overshadowed their other work, hmm. and that's why I pick Warrant mm. with my last. I pick. don't, I don't see it. I guess just because of timing, you know. I just don't see it as you are bad mouthing everybody's no, picks, I'm, and we're no, not even to that part I'm of the not show yet. Bad mouthing the bands. I'm just telling you that I think that they. All right, so now here we go. We've got nine picks, and it is time to go to the nine to five I round. Can't sing. This will be great. Oh yeah, Heather six. Right, let's try it. Okay, working nine, nine to five. five. That was not that bad. Weeks it wasn't off. that good, but okay. it wasn't that bad. So let's uh, let's let's talk about what the nine picks are. Beth, can you read off the nine picks? Uh, yeah, sure. Ben chose Winger, Hanawai Rocks, Warrant. Heather chose Steelheart, Sabotage, Transylvania Orchestra. And L.A. Guns. I I chose Extreme, Skid Row, and Faster Pussycat. So, let's get to get to cutting. Wow, we're we're all so different. It's going to be really hard to cut this down because I I will go for like a an initial 
proposal. I think that each of us, I think each of our first picks uh-huh. are valid. I think Winger, Steelheart, and Extreme, I feel like we could move over and take three three spots and then just duke it out over the last two. Okay. okay. I think that's fair. I'm fine with that. Okay. And then we can uh we can rate those later because I ain't I don't think that's the the <laughs> levels that they should be, but all right. So what are we getting rid of? Well I'm just gonna say it. I think not because I don't think they're fantastic. It's because I do think they're fantastic. I think you should cut both Skid Row and Warrant. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What was that? Uh, Eighty said, "Come, let's get serious." What was that from? Perfect Strangers. Stranger. <laughs> that was that was of the time period. That yes, was era, it was. era it was. specific. Well, let me let's just look at what that would leave us with. That would leave us with Hanoi Rocks, which, mm, and then Sabotage, LA Guns, and Faster Pussycat. I, I w- if you take two, I would ones. I would cut Sabotage. I would too, because most of your conversation was not even about that. Band. It was about Trans Siberian Orchestra. I'm saying they were underrated. I mean, that's fine. You can cut them, but okay, okay great. Because we're in a time crunch. Because I don't have time to fight over it. But okay. Um, <laughs> Ben, you yourself said that Hanoi Rocks is glam punk. We're not. We're talking about glam metal or hair no, 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 metal. No, 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 no. We're you talking said hair it. bands. We're you talking. Said no, 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 no. I, I said we're talking hair metals. I, I, uh, I said. Yeah, I know. Hair metal. I mean hair bands. We're talking <laughs> hair bands. And I, at the very onset, to protect this band, <laughs> I said that hair bands is a wide range. Okay. Because I knew that they were more glam punk than they were glam metal. Okay. Now at the Here's the interesting thing about them <laughs> is they influenced glam metal and then glam metal turned around and, and their sound at the end towards the mid 80s actually comes back more in line with what everybody else was doing. OK, I'm but just because a, there were a million bands playing on the strip. Well, yeah, I don't think it was just right, and they Rock. all said they want to be like them. Right. But just because you're influential doesn't mean that you're underrated those things that don't is, necessarily that is, that is one way to be underrated is what? that if nobody knows who you are <laughs> and you influence an entire genre to me that there's an underrated quality there you also said that guy's not a great singer i wrote down notes of all the things yeah, you said right and like you were dogging your own pick they're not that great a band oh are we are we now doing they're, they're not we, that great we, musically right but that's not the question the question is yes it is who is underrated it's an underrated hair right. band correct Correct, and there's a lot of different ways to be underrated. They're they are unknown. They're not rated. They're under because, but not the same. No, underrated means that you are not given enough credit for how good you are. Oh no 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 no! No, it means you're not given enough credit, and I don't think they're given enough credit for the impact that they had on the genre. Well, we've got other bands that are better bands than. Yes, I will agree with that. But I don't know that they're necessarily more underrated for the for the influence that they had on the genre. You're gonna die on the hill of Hanoi Rock. I died on Bruce Dickinson, baby. <laughs> well, so I might. True. And we gave you razzle. <laughs> okay, that's right. If Vince Neil doesn't kill him, we don't know what happened. Oh my wow! <laughs> I put that mojo on Vince Neil. I did. <laughs> so we got two spots left. What's left? 
Hanoi Rocks, Warrant, LA Guns, Skid Row, Faster Pussycat. Well, you said Faster Pussycat was going to get cut. I said they were probably going to get cut, but now I don't know if I feel that way anymore. <laughs> After listening to the rest of y'all. Um, here, Warrant and Skid Row I would sold think, millions and millions of albums. But it's not about sales. It's about perception. But I think... <laughs> It's about perception. There's a lot of people that sell a lot of albums that stink. Well, yeah, that's true, but... And there's a lot of bands that don't sell a lot of albums that stink. And there's some that, you know, don't sell a lot of albums and they're really good. Okay, there's a 17-year-old in proximity. Have you ever heard of Warrant? Yes, have you ever heard of Skid Row? It's okay, she's your child. It's, but, it's, but it's not <laughs> about... completely terrible. But it's, it's not about name recognition, though. That's not what this is about. You've heard of their name, but if you heard a song come on, would you be like, that's Warrant? No, man. Depends ma'am. on which Warrant song it is. She would recognize Cherry Pie if we played Uncle Tom's Cabin. Would you know what it is? Yeah. Oh. What? <laughs> I call BS right now. This is right a setup. This is yeah. a setup. <laughs> um, it's not that I don't think they're... They are great bands. I think that they are not You just don't think they're underrated. Okay. To well, you. That's but your your knowledge base is significantly right. larger than the normal populace. Than someone Thank you. my age. Your knowledge base <laughs> on this subject especially wow. people people <laughs> under the age of forty. Yeah. How you feel about that one? <laughs> Thank you. People under the age of forty are gonna have a totally different pers- if people under the age of forty, if they know who Warren is they're gonna they're gonna know one song. Can I disagree? But oh well, I'm unless they're your daughter. I'm me. Hallie and I are the only people under forty sitting here. <laughs> she's your child, and again, I don't even. I feel like she's lying that she would have known oh, other songs. And <laughs> hold up, I'm getting a oh. <laughs> Oh, I just got a text message that might have proved me wrong, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, no. What was it? It doesn't matter. Um, so. <laughs> now I'm curious. We're going to have to find out what we'll that talk, is. Yeah, we'll talk about it after the show. Um, that's in the, the after show. We'll record that later. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, people my age, they will only know Cherry Pie. and That's it? Yeah. And maybe Heaven if, yes. they, if, they, if they bought a greatest power ballads deal. Because that proves that they're not underrated. If you're on a greatest hits album of a whole genre of things, that's no, a but, one but, hit wonder. But you're not, but, but you're but not, not a no, one no, no, hit no, 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 no. But you're not understanding why I put them on the underrated list. I put them on the underrated list because they're known for one song. But they're not. They are. Maybe for, you know them for one they, song. Your perspective is for the time period. Is skewing I mean, it would your be, ability to understand it's like it's like Deep Purple. If you ask people, you know, from that time period, they can probably tell you more than one Deep Purple song. But you ask somebody my age, name a Deep Purple song, they're going to go, oh, is that Smoke on the Water? And then they're going to blow. Send us your thoughts. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> well, but send but us Deep your Purple thoughts. is freaking dynamite. They're completely underrated because people only know them for one crappy song. And it is a crappy song. It's very similar to the Warrant situation. They know Warrant for Cherry Pie, Maybe Heaven. That's it. Unless they lived in that time period and they were glued to MTV. Well. And Headbangers Ball. So for, for you, 
Mm-hmm. A product of the time. Yes. Who would you put in the last two spots? Who's let, uh, I would put... And then we'll go from there. Extreme. Oh, wait, they Extreme's already, already on there. I would put LA Guns. Of, of course. course. Well, I mean... And... I can't see who the other thing is because my eyes, eyes, them old eyes, old eyes. It's true. Um, and faster pussycat. Well, one of them's mine, so I'm good with it. (laughs) Just, I'm not dissing the bands. I think the bands are great. I think they're too great to be on that list. Do you think? I mean, too too successful, too successful. Oh, oh, but see, you're changing. You're changing the category. Ooh, you don't like it when that happens. I mean, so it, yeah, because if, 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 I'm still salty about if, one of the last episodes that we. If that's the, if the, if that's the criteria, let's just go look up album sales and rank them. No, that's what we're doing. Oh no. my god, that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, the, the, I did then, not expect this to get so. Well, then at that point, we don't even need to have the conversation. We'll just go Wikipedia no, this thing it's not, like, and see greatest. who sold more albums. No, that's what Heather's saying. Listen. Heather's saying, well, they sold down 10 million albums. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> that's not what this is. This is hey, not a who sold the most albums. There. I lived through it, but I'm outvoted. There's two of you. One well, week. just do what you're going to do. But I'm going to tell you that they were monster players in the game. Absolutely. And so, okay. Which makes them not so then, No, that is not what that means. It means that they sold a lot of albums. But if you okay. ask people today... Well, we don't How have good a man on the street to go know. ask them. So. All right. So, if you're, if Heather thinks that some of the other ones were underrated at the time, they're obviously still going to be underrated now. So, if you were appropriately rated or you were given recognition at the time, but now might be considered underrated, would that not mean? That those, maybe those two, Warrant and Skid Row, are less, not necessarily that they're not underrated, but they're maybe less underrated than the others. In which case, they should have more merit to go into the final five. I'm trying to connect all those strings. (laughs) So, like, there are two, because we talked about it at the the beginning, right? So, Heather lived through it. So, there's the aspect of, were you underrated at the time, at the height of this genre correct and are you underrated now a band that might have that maybe the legacy or the recognition the you know their name is not remembered as much as maybe it should be mm-hmm. so there are two aspects to this and you get maybe a check mark in each one right so if you were underrated at the time you're obviously still going to be underrated but if you were appropriately rated not or always. you had success some at people, that time some, some bands get successful long they could after, but none of know, these like, did you got the van gogh factor you know well none of these did so it's not like these had a heyday later on so i would say that maybe warrant and skid row have one check mark whereas the other three on the list that are left have two and that would <laughs> that would still leave one for each of us that we have to duke it out and leave one out if we take out warrant and skid row I disagree, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. So, that leaves Hanoi Rocks, L.A. Guns, Faster Pussycat. So, if we're going by album sales, L.A. Guns is out. Wait, what? You're going to fight to get Hanoi Rocks in there, which blows they my are, mind. They are more influential 
in that genre than anybody else we listen. Uh, okay, so oh, wh- <laughs> <laughs> what? They influenced hair. Ma- they that's influenced. That's hilarious. Influ- I don't care. Put it on the list because that's crazy. They influenced minute, hair huh? bands more than anybody <laughs> else we listed gonna, because they predated everybody we listed, and they all patterned their look after them. That doesn't have anything to do with the music. They were not the only band on the strip. What? They weren't on the strip. They were in Finland. Oh my god. Okay, so this <laughs> right there. Okay. So musically, can we just boil it down? Who are the two best musically? LA Guns is naturally. Name, name. Oh, so now, okay. Well, I didn't understand the category. I didn't know it was how good they were musically. Oh, what? Uh, Underrated. Yeah. I thought it was and I thought we were taking uh. a holistic approach here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I admit Hanoi Rocks is not as good musically as almost anybody on that list. But when it comes to their... <laughs> I, I never said that they were. I never made that okay. argument. Okay, so now that we've completely changed the category, we've gone. We've, we've decided that now it's about, okay, we're going to pick the best bands that don't have a following. That's what we're doing now. That aren't... That, and, and, and apparently didn't have one uh, at the time. So... Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just remove them from the whole deal, I guess, because you guys. Okay. I'm, I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna have the votes, and y'all are gonna make me mad. I'm gonna have. You don't have the votes. I'm gonna have a. You're gonna a, need a congressional approval, and you don't have the votes. You don't have to rub it in, or I'm gonna stick here and fight for it. You need to learn to we, we win, win with grace. Quick. Win with grace. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me make that note for the next time you act a fool. <laughs> Sound about that. Yeah. Flag it. The difference win is, with grace. The difference is I act a fool. <gasps> you do not act. So anyway, so your band is crossed off. Um, All right, so the top five, the top five: Winger, Steelheart, Extreme, LA Guns, and Faster Pussycat. I feel like on the final ranking, absolutely, we can just move. Win with grace, Um, so or lose with grace. Excuse me, you lost, boy. (laughs) So I feel like LA Guns and Faster Pussycat are in the correct spots at four and five in that order. Yeah. And then Winger, Steelheart, and Extreme, we can see where those go. So now it's, it's who's the best band out of those three. Who's the top three? What? No. No. No? I thought that's well, what I we mean, were doing. We've changed the category well, sort of. again. I mean, kind of, yeah. See, that's, now, not changing, now, that's not changing the criteria. What band see, didn't now, get the recognition? Now that we've gotten to this point, we're going to kind of slightly change the rules a little bit. You wouldn't know. That's how we do it. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, Let's good. go back to Let's the singer-songwriter episode. <clears throat> I'm still mad about it. Well, that was a while back, so you need to I'm not over get it. over it. Won't get over it. I would put extreme number one because they were actually in my top three and I didn't get them drafted so even. So I agree that it should go extreme Steelheart Winger. I would put Winger at reluctantly Winger. second. Who would you put third? Steelheart. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. I mean, you think they're a better you, band? You think Winger is a better band? You think they're better musically? Than- um, I think that they were probably. 
please enlighten me on how this this is better. Listen, I mean, if that's the case, like if vocally, Steelheart's number one for sure. But it's not only vocally; it's not the whole package. I I would I would say that I think the third album pull from Winger is the best album of any of the three bands that we have up available. And I would say that the reason it is is because Winger, the reason Winger's underrated is because their first two albums, they were told what to do. They were told to be formulaic, and they were, because that's what they were told to do. Their third album, they were, they kind of put their foot down and said, this is the way that we want to make the music. It was much better, and that we would have a completely different version or idea of what Winger was if they had started that way. And I think that that winger is really, really good, and the total package, I think, better than the other two bands. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, I will agree. Vocally actually, speaking, yeah. still harsh number one over anybody we listen yes, to. Yes, actually, you made question. me change my mind. I think still harsh should be number one, and extreme because of their commercial success with winger. I think that they are under appreciated for how good they are and how versatile they are but underrated no they they both were very famous sold millions of albums and so i think steelheart should be number one no. extreme okay. should be number two and winger should underappreciated be underappreciated mm, and underrated <laughs> underappreciated and underrated are very similar i mean they're almost synonyms they almost but 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 mm. underrated and commercial success are nowhere near the same thing you can't com- conflate those two things Right, so I think that Steelheart is more underrated than um, than the other two, than Extreme and Winger. I think I think the reason I think Winger should be, I think they should be one, is because of the negative connotation that people have mm. with them based on the first mm. two. I Some think the people whole, had a negative I think, connotation I think, of them. I think the whole perception of Winger is based on their first two albums. You're not going to have haters in, unless you're already... Unless you're having famous commercial and successful, success. yeah. So, I, 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 I don't think they're underrated. I think they are because I, I think people. I, I think I, <laughs> we know. I, 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 you well, think no, they but are. I mean, I think I think people view Winger in terms of their first two albums when really what Winger always could have been, should have been, is their third album. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the music was better a lot. That happens but to I a lot of bands, that, but they I, but, sold a bunch of albums. They were yeah, very but, successful. But no, no. But people are viewing them through the lens of those first two albums, which were actually a much bigger commercial success than their third one. Mm-hmm. And so, but people, what they need to be looking at them at is through the lens of that third album. Yeah, underappreciated, not underrated. No, they're underrated because a lot of people didn't even listen to the third album because nobody bought it. <laughs> What they really are is the album that nobody bought. <laughs> and that hits all of the criteria that y'all have set here today. No album sales. Okay, well, the real winger is the one but that nobody sold bought. A crap ton of album sales with their first two. But that's not the real winger. It, it, mm, that's my yeah, point. It is the real winger. It is. It is. There's two Same wings thing. on a bird. What? <laughs> You're oh, looking no. at the left oh, wing. Oh, yeah. gosh. We you need to be looking so at the right progress. wing. Oh, Lord. Mm. Okay. So. <laughs> you guys do what you want to do. Okay. I, then I think we should put... I still think... You think Steelheart should I be do, I do. I think that they are the most underrated of those groups. I'm not saying 
maybe I'm not even making a judgment call on who is the best. I'm saying that they yes, were underrated. Are. I can get with that. <clears throat> and then obviously, I think Extreme should go b- above Winger. I agree. That's that that my too. pick, but. Okay. Okay. Well, read off the top five. <laughs> so our final ranking of most underrated. There was a lot of dead air bands. there, and that's kind of the way Beth is to me now. Oh wow! <laughs> Dang! Can't wait to see your Christmas present. I mean, all right. It's gonna be a winger album. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. My God. <laughs> Oh, what and, I would give for a video now, of that. And now, and now for your birthday, you're getting Hanoi Rocks. <laughs> Somebody could get me a Steelheart CD, because actually I would. Woo. I'd be all right with it. Somebody is salty. <laughs> all right, so our final ranking that we came with. Winger is so underrated that <laughs> they can't even get underrated. They can't even win underrated. That's how underrated Winger is. Um. All right, so our most, our final ranking of most <laughs> underrated hair bands, because apparently we're not, we weren't talking about hair metal, because <laughs> we changed that at the beginning. So one of Ben's picks can make it, and then even make the top five. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so hair bands: number one, Steelheart; two, Extreme; three, Winger; four, LA Guns; and five. <laughs> Faster pussy cat, <laughs> and I bet that burns, boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I'm going to win, win with Grace. <laughs> the problem is nobody wins here. I did. Nobody. I, I feel like I did. <laughs> I got okay. I, I got so to number one and a show. There you have it. <laughs> Arguably our worst top five in the history of the Music List podcast. We want to thank you all for listening. Again, check us out on Twitter at the Music List PC at Twitter. We also have a podcast group or a uh, Facebook group and a Facebook page. Um, we also have an Instagram, and yep. that is what the Real Music List podcast all right so thank you and we'll be back in two weeks thanks for joining us on the music list podcast be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode she almost had it (laughs)